This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of religion, negative sexual experiences, and mental health. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ. We are your co-conspirators and talking about whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. Uh, so what's on the buy schedule for today, CJ? We're talking with Will! Hi! Hi, Hi Will! <laughs> nice to meet you guys. I'm Will. Um, <laughs> very comfy today. I had the day off. Oh, so, amazing. Oh, it was fun. Lovely. Good, good, good. Love, love a good day off. Nice, comfy day. <laughs> and it's like, we've got that crisp fall weather yes. going on where it's not bad enough that you can't go outside, but it's nice enough that you're like, actually, I'm going to stay in here and drink some tea. Mm. I love it. Yeah. The sweatshirt weather is my, oh. my thing. Yeah, I live in sweatshirt weather, honestly. I have very mixed feelings because most of my wardrobe is cute sweaters and that's thrilling i Mm -hmm. am a cold-blooded reptile from california so so you're just cold all the time yeah so i'm like oh yay it's chilly and then two seconds later i'm like oh no i need every blanket on me right now (laughs) well luckily nowadays we have like 90 degrees days in october too so oh yeah yeah, luckily (laughs) cool so we can't get used to any weather no. <laughs> we're perpetually getting cold. What a fun wardrobe gamble. <laughs> uh, but continuing the buy schedule, then we'll play a game. Oh. You, y'all know that. Y'all know that audience. Sometimes our, I our forget. Dear audience. <laughs> <laughs> so we like get to that part of it and I'm like, Jen, and you're like, oh. Huh? <laughs> I, I got Twister. You want to play Twister? <laughs> anyone for a round of Settlers of Catan? <laughs> that makes for good radio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, cool. So tell us about you, Will. So I am 23. Um, I'll be 24 in February. Um, I'm living in Neshanic, New Jersey right now. Um, it's it's. I grew up in Bridgewater, which is like north central New Jersey. Mm. Um, central New Jersey is a thing. Just wanted to clear that out. Starting off the bat with the controversial opinions. (laughs) I mean, you have to have a center, right? Everywhere has to have a center. I guess the argument is that it doesn't have its own culture, or maybe socially it doesn't exist. But like physically, everywhere has a center, right? I, as a South Jersey born and bred, I cannot weigh in on this. Like (laughs) I, I do not have time to unpack all of this. Like. As a, as a non-native to New Jersey, um, I've never <laughs> understood this controversy, but I do like the philosophical question, does everything have a center? 
<laughs> yeah, that to, to fill in people who are not around New Jersey, uh, there's the controversy. There's obviously North and South Jersey, like for sure, and there are cultural differences between those two regions. Um, people argue that there is in fact a Central Jersey, um, which has its own culture and lives smack dab in the middle of New Jersey, and this is a big controversial point. Well, is is the alternative that New Jersey folds right in the middle like a clamshell? Yes. <laughs> Do clams have a center? I'm just... I don't know. Like, all right, I'm sorry. It, like, I, I, I can't... I see both sides of the argument here. I'm just saying, like, I regard North and South Jersey as two different people. And if they were to hug, does that mean that the center of their hug is another person? Well, that's that's a good Ask point. Ask Catholics. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a hard one. I mean, Central Jersey is the Jesus of <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. When you slow dance, you gotta make room for Central Jersey. <laughs> I always say that. So anyway, um, yeah. yes, please tell us about you. <laughs> generally, um, I mean, it's it's I I would say I guess North. Um, if I had to pick one of the two, um, mm. but anyway. Um, you know, grew up going to school. I went to Bridgewater Raritan High School. Um, very, uh, just very, like, suburban middle class high school. It was pretty big. There were, like, three, over 3,000 kids that go there. So, it was pretty big. Um, grew up going to church a lot, actually. Um, Presbyterian. Grew up with my family, um, going to church and everything. Um, Graduated, was all set to go to school, um, kind of on a pretty standard path. Um, I went to uh, St. Joseph's University in Philly, um, so I was there for for one year um, mm-hmm. and kind of had an interesting journey since then, um, I guess both in terms of discovering who I am with my sexuality, but also mental health. Um, I had a lot of kind of uh, falling off of the school thing for a while. Um, so I spent my year at St. Joe's. Um, then I actually went over to Temple for one semester because I wanted to try music school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hated it. So <laughs> All right. I, uh, I, no, I mean, it's a great school, but uh, music uh, school neither, was not. Neither of us went to Temple. We just know <laughs> yeah. a lot of Temple people. <laughs> yeah. Mu- no, no. And I met, met a lot of great people there too, but uh, the music school was not, not for me. So sure, I, yeah. I left there pretty quickly. Um, took some time off for, uh, for my mental health stability, came home. Um, kind of tried school again around home, um, but realized I still wasn't ready. So I took some more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've just been kind of uh, working and uh, I actually, you know, was able to afford moving out, which was good. So for about a year now, I've been living uh, with a roommate um, and while just working at a restaurant. So that's a, it, it's a struggle, but it, but it's, it's going pretty well. Um, but I guess... Four years later, um, I'm kind of ready to stop waiting tables all the time and uh, hopefully finish up school. So I'm actually uh, like moving back in with my mom for a while, um, starting at the beginning of next year and going to community college. Nice. I'm kind of going to take it slow. Um, I feel like I'm ready now because my head's right. Mm. Um, so I'm going to, you know, at least finish up associates and uh, see where that goes. So I'll be living in uh, Bethlehem, PA. Uh, come oh. January, uh, when my lease ends. So, uh, 
yeah, it was just a uh, time to get my head right. And I think with all that time, I did a lot of self-discovery and, uh, you know, I didn't really start discovering a lot about my, uh, sexuality, I identify as bisexual, but I didn't really start, uh, kind of letting myself explore that until I went away to college, really. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the kind of church environment I was in um, sure. growing up. Yeah, but, you had uh, mentioned that you sort of like started your journey around college. Yeah. Like go into that. Yeah, no, it, it was just, uh, you know, you go away and you meet all kinds of new people. Um, mm-hmm. The school I went to, um, I mean, there was... There was an an LGBT community at my high school, but it was, you know, nothing like going to Philly um, and meeting all kinds of people from all different places who, you know, didn't all grow up with the same background as I did. And it was cool to like meet all these different people and be like, oh, wow, like, I think that I might identify differently than I thought I did. Um, And it's interesting how like the people you surround yourself with can dictate like how much of yourself you allow yourself to accept. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just, uh, it, it took a took a change of scenery, I think, for me to start um, figuring that out. And then even after my first year of school, um, you know, even when I had to come back home, it was like I had all this extra time kind of while I was working on myself to contemplate a lot of things. So um, I started really uh, growing into it. Um, and it's been it's been a process, you know, I, I never had like a big coming out moment. It was kind of like gradually over time. I felt like I like told the people I know would be okay with it first. Um, and then <laughs> after a while, I got to where I could tell my mom. And then after a really long while, I was able to tell my dad. And that was like very recently, um, interestingly enough. But, um, you know, and I've just recently been able to be more open with it like online and stuff in like more of a public space and um so you know i'm fully fully open about it now but it was definitely a process it was never like one big moment for me because i think that's kind of daunting at least to me to kind of just like put it all out there to everyone at first Mm -hmm. um i kind of felt like i had to work work toward it yeah i feel like i i've seen recently a lot of people sort of um, drifting away from the concept of, like, a big coming out. Um, and I think, like, part of the reason is just the realization that you you don't stop coming out. Yeah. Like, it's always going to be a process. Like, I tried a big coming out when I found out I was by in, like, 2010, and that didn't help anything all the time. <laughs> I still... <laughs> all the time, I still had to be like, nope, I'm still... Bi- still... Continue to be by did not stop after close to a decade, um, so that didn't help. And then I like more gradually quote quote came out as non-binary last year, and I'm putting in pretty much an equivalent amount of effort. So like a <laughs> exactly. big a big coming out if you want to do that if you want to like I don't know get a cake, uh, and share it with your friends and tell them that way, amazing. That's great. I love that energy. Just, I, I also see a lot of people who don't really take that path at this point. It's Ooh. interesting because some people, like, I, I find it really interesting, like, people's reactions kind of when you uh, tell them that you're not, you know, you don't identify the way they might think. 
Mm. A lot of people have that response where they're like, wow, that's great. And you're like, is it though? I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, it's caused me a lot of trouble. And I'm, I'm just, I mean, you can con- congratulate me for like the courage to speak about it, but not like, it's not like the thing in itself is this great thing. Like, it's just something that it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think I've always kind of brought it up very, uh, I don't know, a little more casually because um, I think that some people need to warm up to the idea when they've always looked at you a certain way. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it, it's tricky. It's it's like really just depends on who who the person is that you're coming out to, quote unquote. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm just, I'm very open about it now. Um, and I've been happy enough to have a lot of uh, supportive friends. But, um, you know, it's also taken time to, I think, open my, my friends' minds um, to a lot of a lot of this stuff, too. Um, because, you know, it's just where I was growing up. It just wasn't super big um, where I was growing up to be so open about all this. And especially with the church and everything was uh, mm. a big thing that was having me repress it for a long time. Mm -hmm. um so it's just funny you know i remember i know i'm rambling on but uh it it (laughs) um, is a podcast the only function of a podcast is to ramble yeah no uh in in middle school i remember starting to get hints that i was attracted to men as well um and i told one of my friends and he was just like no, you're not. You're not like that. And I was, <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, okay. And then it was like, I'm also attracted to girls too. So it was easy for me to just kind of like slip into that for a while and just focus on that. Um, but after a while, it was like, all right, this is getting kind of ridiculous. I can't uh, hide from this any longer. But uh, but yeah, it's just funny that such a small thing um, early on. But, uh, you know, I, I try not to... Uh, Obviously, everyone's different, and there are uh, terrible people out there, some of whom I grew up with. But, uh, you know, I try not to hold it against people too much when they don't super understand right away. Because I guess, at least for me, knowing how I grew up and the people I grew up around, it's not like I even understood that much about it when I was growing up. So I try to, like, put myself into other people's shoes and be like, well, they haven't really been around this yet. And I think the real judge of the character is like once they become educated about the LGBT community, how open they are to accepting that at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can't always hold it against people that they haven't been brought up the right way and they haven't been exposed to certain things. But it's kind of like you kind of see who someone is, I think, once you're able to get through to them and educate them and then kind of their reactions from there can kind of dictate how good of a person they are or not. <laughs> no, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Whenever I'm like, oh God, how can people like think like this? And I'm like, CJ, remember that time you went to Jesus camp and they convinced you to be homophobic? And I got to keep myself humble like that. You know, what's <laughs> funny about that is because I actually went to Christian summer camp for years hey. and I actually worked. <laughs> I worked at one too, one year. Um, huh. And it, it's just interesting because you know, as someone who grew up, you know, I didn't like super 
fit in in a lot of ways because I, I was like really, really unathletic and I had like sort of had a learning disability growing up. I grew out of it, but I was always having like aids in class and stuff like that and a little slow to learning stuff. Um, so I felt like I wasn't like fitting in in a lot of places at school and a lot of church communities are kind of good at drawing in people who feel like they don't fit in because right. they find this sense of community. Um, and it's crazy. It took me years of being there to realize how much they were trying to push certain ideologies on everyone because you don't even realize it because everyone's just so like fun and welcoming at first. But then once you kind of do anything they don't agree with, it's like, oh, I kind of see what they're doing here. It's kind of fucked up. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, like the in in any community there is the um, like <laughs> it not exclusive to religion. You got to find the right people. Exactly. Yeah. No, you know, and I know. I mean, I know plenty of people. I mean, my mom, especially since I came out to her, she's been very good about like she believes in God, um, and kind of has her own personal faith, but she's been really good about, like, keeping her eye out for, um, you know, practices and religious things that are kind of, um, the opposite way to what's right, um, and things that kind of go against what she believes in, and my mom's just been really good, um, with being accepting of me while also like having her own faith journey. So it's not like something I'm against or anything. It's For just sure. like the right, like you said, the right group of people. And, um, you know, it's hard. My sister, um, who I love so much, she, she's really into going to church and she feels like it saved her in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. um, which is great. Um, but it's just, it's hard because I know a lot of the people she goes there with like might not look at me the same way if they knew mm. um about my sexuality of course she does but uh but it's hard hard thinking about that but i try to remember like just like everywhere there's all different kinds of people there mm -hmm. um the important thing is you know i have my family that knows and loves me for who i am and uh, not everyone does so i'm trying to be grateful about that um and you know i think it, it it's all taught me taught me a lot um, I'm, I'm more thankful than anything that I've been able to learn from everything that I've gone through growing up between that and uh, struggling a lot with mental health um, and kind of taught me how to like look internally um, and learn how to improve and um, learned how to be patient as well, um, which is really important, I think, when dealing with a lot of closed minded people. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. And you're a musician now, right? Mm-hmm. What do you play? Yeah, I'm the front man. Yeah, the I sing. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm in a band. We're called Loyalty to Me. Um, we've only been a band for a little over a year. Um, oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was the summer was our first show of last year. So, um, and we kind of finalized our lineup in January, so to speak. So we've been kind of like, I guess, official since then, we feel like. <laughs> um but yeah it's a lot of fun i mean it's just it's something i'm passionate about and i've recently started actually like writing in my music more about my experiences with my sexuality and being a part of this community and i 
I wrote my first song for the band that was about that. And I was like really nervous about showing it to everyone and everything. And they all ended up loving it. And like, we're all really excited about recording it and stuff. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so it's really cool to start, start writing about it. And even like be on a podcast talking about it is like a big step for me. It only took years, but you know, Never that's too late. okay. Yeah. No, it's I awesome. totally get that. Like when you have it, in here and then you finally get to like say it and then you just want to like keep saying it which is why we have a podcast where we just scream about how gay we are i guess <laughs> that's awesome though <laughs> no it's true um it's been really really awesome um and i've just i've started um you know i've gone on some dates with guys finally and stuff which was big for me because actually i guess i skipped over this part because um I tend to forget about it because there's a lot of um, a lot of things from like the bad time in my life, like when I was having mental health crisis stuff that I like blocked out, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting when you your memory blocks things out because <laughs> it, it really is like you can't remember stuff. It's not like you're choosing to forget it. Like I really look back and like I don't even remember this person's name. Or, like, mm -hmm. physical features about them. And it's crazy because, obviously, like, there's other people from before that point that I do remember. So, it's 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 crazy how your mind blocks things out like that. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um, you know, while I was at Temple for a very short time, um, I had my first, like, sexual experience with a guy. Um, and it was really bad. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into details, but it was, it was, it was a very, like, uh, no, it was a little, uh, you know, I felt very pressured oh. and I felt very unsafe and I felt very, like, isolated. I had kind of traveled to get there and felt like I was kind of stuck there mm. or otherwise had to, like, walk home in the dark in the city. Ooh, and, yikes. you know, it was just, it was a very rough situation. And, you know... After that, I just kind of slid back into my comfort zone of dating girls for a while because it was like, well, that didn't go well. Mm -hmm. Why should I keep trying that? Um, so it's only been very recently I've allowed myself actually to kind of get back into it, actually. And I've been going on dates um, with guys again and stuff, which has been really good, actually, that I've been able to kind of overcome that because... Um, you know, that'll pop into my head every once in a while. And it was like, uh, you know, I can't let the one bad experience define all of it, of course. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm really glad. And it's awesome that you are getting back into the swing of thing. I like when it's like the first time it's like, oh, shoot, all experiences are going to be like this. Oh, no. Exactly. It, yeah. yeah. Had it been like fifth or sixth or you know just never happened that's always the preference <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh so what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again i think that i'm the only one who can decide like who it is i might feel like i want to be with at any given time i guess that i i know some people that like once i tell them that I identify as bi 
they're like, oh, yeah, it's like we have to go set you up with a guy now, la, 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 you know? And it's like, feels like parading you around almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I, they're not, they're not really meaning it like that. And I know that. So that's me. Like, I'm able to empathize. They're just excited for me, I think, to be able to be open about it. But it's also like, I kind of just want to like date whoever I might feel attracted to at the time. And that's kind of how. It should be. So mm-hmm. you I'm know. not in a guy so. emergency right now. Yeah, exactly. It's like one once once they find out, a lot of people feel like all of a sudden like everything changes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. no, like I'm exactly the same. I just kinda wanted you to know this about me because we've become close and I think that you should know that and you shouldn't be surprised if I uh, show up with the guy, but I'm not like itching for one or the other. It's kinda just wherever mm-hmm. life takes me. So that's probably a yeah, probably yeah. a good good start. Um I could probably think of more, but that's I think what came that's a, a great thing to tell straight people. <laughs> yeah. Sure need to hear it. Yeah, especially cuz I think um with bi people also like there always is a tendency sometimes for people to be like, "Oh, but like you're going to end up with a girl, right?" or like, "Oh, you're going to end up with someone of this gender, right?" And it's just like I don't know. <laughs> there's a chance <laughs> statistically yeah, exactly. someone I, mean, I, I literally have no idea so <laughs> and that's fine so much like many romantic things it's sort of about about the like the spontaneity exactly <laughs> yeah you know i'm i'm all about um kind of it sounds cheesy but like what's inside you know i really have to like vibe with someone and have like very similar energy and stuff so uh you know just however that person presents themselves um we'll see yeah, yeah. i don't think there's anything cheesy about saying that you greatly value like oh personality and compatibility <laughs> i think that's yeah. a, a good thing to <laughs> to prioritize yeah totally yeah like I, I don't know if it's like recently uh with the the there's been bi-pan discourse recently. Um, <laughs> huh? I know. I know, yeah. Buckle in, everyone. I feel like I'm still learning, too. Like, I, I, I really don't know, I guess, which is a better descriptor for me. I mean, I guess I'm just still learning, too. Because I've seen people break it down, and it can be confusing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I can say is, I mean... At least what I used to think was kind of a a difference to me was that I feel like there's there are certain times where I feel like I, you know, on a given day or span of time might feel like more drawn to men at a certain time and more drawn to women at a certain time. And I always felt like Pan kind of more implied that that isn't usually the case and that it would never kind of be differentiated to you and it would always kind of be you know at any given time um either whereas to me like i feel like there are certain times where i'll be in a room and i'll only be looking at the guys in the room or there'll be another time where i'm only looking at the girls in the room so but i don't know that's what i used to think i mean i really don't now it's like it's hard for me to really understand the difference yeah in a lot of ways so I could probably learn something from you guys if you guys know know more than I do. Because it's just, I mean, it's easier for me to say that I'm bi to my friends. But I really, um, I I guess I don't really know for sure. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think it's just a matter of like different people are going to have different definitions for stuff, and mm-hmm. there's not as much as Jen and I have been trying to establish it, a queer council that decides <laughs> on the definite definition of words. So, like, um, a lot of stuff I see is like, well, I thought the definition of pen was this, but I thought it was that. And it's like, yes. Yes, we they're all the definition out. of pen. <laughs> it's all of them. Um, so, like, I was really, and then, like, what interested me about like the like different labels and stuff is that like I will see people have like similar experiences as me but then label it as something else or they'll have a the same label as me but experience something else and the answer is let's 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 use the labels we like I don't know <laughs> yeah well it's I had a similar discussion with someone recently about like um all the many different terms that are under the non-binary umbrella where yeah. it's like, um, somebody was like, oh, I used to identify as genderqueer, but then I heard somebody describe it this way and I don't feel that way. So maybe I'm more like this word or that word. And I'm like, what one feels good, though? <laughs> yeah, I think the whole point is being comfortable with a label um, that you feel like fits you and not not really like what someone else might say. Mm. Um, and someone else saying, no, that's wrong. You're, you're this way because that defeats the whole purpose of what we're trying to do here yeah. is trying to make people feel comfortable with who they are. So I just choose to identify as bi because I always have from the beginning of my journey. And I don't feel like I have quite enough of a grasp yet on the pan label to mm. really use it yet. So I'd rather not use it if I don't have a firm grasp on um on what it means no, that's fair yeah. and bi yeah. is a very comfy phrase for a lot of people and i think it's because it's got some uh history to mm-hmm. it and it's it's a lot of people hear it first i mean I've, i saw something about how a bunch of the youth today are identifying largely as pan and well they they're growing up with that in their lexicon um while some of us didn't but we yeah. heard bye, and it's like, oh, cool, this one, and it's it's a little familiar, and it's cozy. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah, it is cozy. And that's what I'm all about. So. <laughs> yeah. Bye is the sweater weather of... <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, that's I mean, I, you know, it, I, I think the biggest thing um, I've learned, though, you know, I, I don't like to get into the these like arguments about it but I do like to make it clear to people like I am as well attracted to trans people and non-binary people and I think a lot of straight people have the idea that that's the difference between bi and pan Mm -hmm. is that bi people aren't attracted to people who might be trans or non-binary or um, Mm -hmm. gender fluid so um, that's definitely not the case Um, it's just I guess the term I feel more comfortable with is bi but uh you know, it's kind of just like we're always learning. And I think the cool thing now is like if one day I feel like I might identify with some other term better, then I just will. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. that's fine, you know. Because <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I got us way off topic there. But you know what? That's I that, you know, says how people you could probably find some stuff in there that helps you. I hope any of that helped. A timely um, discussion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we're all about here. Uh, so, Will, what is on your gay agenda? 
Well, there's a couple things. Um, Hell yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways, I guess there's a one and a two to this, but I guess part A is, you know, I feel like a lot of ways um, it's a responsibility of mine to be, you know, just as much of an ally as I am a member of the community too, Mm. because, you know, I can talk all I want about like the struggles I've had, but, you know, I'm a white male who also has had girlfriends and there's a lot of like struggles that other members of the community have had to go through that are a lot worse objectively than what I've had to go through. And I think that it's important to, you know, especially like in things like the music scene to be like propping up other artists who, Mm -hmm. you know, identify as trans or non-binary or even, you know, outside of sexuality, like minorities, um, and stuff like that. I just think that I kind of have a responsibility on um, being just as much an ally as I am a member because I think it's easy to, you know, get caught up in only talking about your own struggles. But, you know, there's plenty of people struggling with the, There's plenty of people who have trouble walking around on the street outside. I mean, I, I can't quite say that. So um, I think it's just as important to, you know, be an ally to other people who are, you know, struggling and kind of helping them get through it and helping prop them up. And also, you know, my experience, I think, going through um, a lot of mental health issues that aren't even strictly related to my sexuality, just mental health issues in general. Um, I think because of me coming out of the other end of that, um, I think I can also, you know, be someone that's there for people to uh, talk to and confide in about these kind of issues that they're having um so i guess that's side a um (laughs) and then flip it over to side b is um you know and this is one of those things where i hate that it is this way but it's just true that you know to a lot of my friends and people i know um i feel like i'm kind of their like safe way in to this community and mm. I, I hate that so much and I hate that it's that way but because that's a reality I feel a responsibility to kind of um, maybe open some people's minds up and kind of offer them a look into the community that you know they might have not really had a chance to have and like I said before I mean I have friends who you know, used to be like, oh, there's only two genders and like, we're really stubborn about it. And now because of their experience with getting to know me and getting to know my sexuality and me kind of just talking to them about other people I know and how things work have kind of opened up their minds and they don't really think that way anymore. And it takes a lot of patience, but um, I think that there's a lot of people I can kind of shift a lot of people's perspectives on a lot of things because you know i i might be someone that to them is a little more easily relatable um which is like i again i really hate that it's that way and that it takes something like that for some people to see but because it is like that um you know i know i've seen a shift in a lot of the people i know because you know of them sticking by me and me being able to kind of um show them the way and guide them along. And that's kind of brings up what I was saying before, where it's kind of like you really see someone's character once you feel like they really understand 
um, something, and then they really decide whether or not they agree with it. Because mm. um, there's a lot of things people just simply don't really know about. So, um, and I think I'm uh, unfortunately moving to an area that um, kind of is has an even smaller community LGBT community than where I am now. So um, I'm going to probably feel that responsibility even more. But I'm kind of at a place where I'm very confident and very uh, comfortable in my own skin. Um, so I feel like I can move forward and kind of accomplish both of those things in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Nice. I think those are awesome agenda items. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we want to move on to the game? Oh, sure. <laughs> See, All right. this is what we were talking about. <laughs> All right. I put together a little quiz. Uh, cause I'm, I've been on a quiz kick lately. Uh, I love that for you. <laughs> so this one's called songs written by, and it's a quiz about famous by musicians. <laughs> I'm sorry, CJ. Um, no, I, I appreciate you <laughs> and your puns. So I have here, uh, some hints. They're not super hard. Um, some are easier than others, about famous by musicians, and I will describe them, and you will guess who I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You've got a lifeline uh, in CJ, because CJ never knows what I'm preparing for the game segment. <laughs> Their faith in true. me is astounding. <laughs> <laughs> but you always produce such great results. What? Always. <laughs> there was Froggate that one time, but other than that... Oh, I want to forget about Froggate. <laughs> all right um are you ready for your first hint yeah all right this singer songwriter actor alien vampire and goblin king has had many personas over the span of his career but through all his chicha changes he's been a hero to many a queer youth oh god i know oh my god I don't know. I know that song too, the ch, ch changes, but I don't I, I I'm I don't know. I'm sorry. You want me to give it a shot? Please. David Bowie. <laughs> it is David Bowie. Oh yeah. Because he was a goblin king in Labyrinth. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh I didn't know that he sang ch changes. Me neither. So, hey, um, it's it's one of it's from when he was younger before he got like real rock and roll. That makes okay. sense. Because yeah. stylistically, that's different than what I typically think of David Bowie. See, so now I'm second guessing myself, and I do have to Google it. <laughs> oh, no! I have a David Bowie no, shirt, it's... so I'm really embarrassed <laughs> that I didn't. <laughs> David Bowie definitely sang changes. It, yeah. I did just, just right on the back. I didn't know that he sang ch 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 changes yeah. though. <laughs> I didn't even. Catch I, the I should have. I was gonna do a thing where I also referred to him as a space oddity. Um, I should have. Oh, that would have. I was gonna drive home the hero thing a little bit more too. That's a harder one, but anyway. All right. <laughs> there we go. Got one. David Bowie. Second yeah. hint. This artist, pop star, and art pop star is known for wild outfits, wild outfits. Wow. <laughs> wild outfits, catchy songs, and acting like she's in love with Bradley Cooper, but. Not her bisexuality? B 
Because, I don't know, we never seem to really believe that female celebrities are actually queer, do we? Lady Gaga. It is Lady Gaga. I knew that right away. (laughs) All right, good, because not gonna lie, I struggled back there because I forgot about the Bradley Cooper thing. (laughs) When you Google her, gosh, Shallow just comes on up. (sighs) (sighs) Okay, the front man of the Velvet Underground, who some consider the first out bisexual rock star. Uh, wrote a super chill song about a bunch of his queer friends taking a walk on the wild side. I should know this, and I'm like losing all my punk cred for not knowing <laughs> this, but I'm, I'm sorry. I have no punk the cred. The only one I got is Lady Gaga. <laughs> that's, that's, that's embarrassing. Um, let me see if I can find some other hints about him real quick. Yeah, I was about to say, I have no idea, Jen. I'm going to be way honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know that much about him actually <laughs> uh i'll just tell what? you it's lou reed oh oh I yeah i that about lou reed. lou reed yeah awesome he I, okay i should have started uh this segment by mentioning that um a couple of these musicians uh that are in this quiz did later in their lives talk back their bisexuality um, hmm. and one could argue that that's because sexuality is fluid, um, and that's okay that people go through phases. One could also argue that, um... Society is cruel. Yeah. That society was like, you can be bi if you're making cool music, and then after a point they're like, actually, no, we don't like that either. <laughs> so, who knows? Ain't that the way. Who knows? All right. Uh, but yeah, Lou Reed, I, when I looked him up, several people were like, the first out bisexual rock star. And it was like, oh, cool. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't facts. know that. All right. Fun facts about Lou Reed. Uh, this one's pretty much just for CJ. <laughs> oh, no. This guitar here. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> I think he got it already. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> no, go, go for it. Go for it. I just know the answer. <laughs> this guitar hero doesn't actually play guitar, lending herself more to piano and ukulele. Shortly after her Dresden doll days, she was gifted a shirt that read, I'm bisexual like Freddie Mercury. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I bet CJ- It's Amanda Palmer. Yes, yes CJ, it's Amanda, Amanda Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> Man, the deep cuts, Jen. I don't know who that is. The deep is cuts. That bad? Uh, well, she's more like a cult favorite. Okay. I highly suggest giving her a listen. Yeah. She's got some good tunes. Fun fact, when you look up bisexual musicians, though, she is right there like on the google suggests so hey there we go um, well she's like pretty wildly open about it so that makes sense yeah i was gonna you said deep cuts i the last two did have the literal band names in them but <laughs> well no deep cuts in that like i lady gaga amanda palmer oh. if i yelled those two names out in the street only the steampunk kids are going to be like, oh my god, Dresden dolls. That's true, but I, I knew you would be there. So I'm, I am right there. <laughs> All right, okay. This last one is a biggin. All are right. you ready? This musical monarch is known as one of the most fabulously flamboyant rock stars in history. Like a lot of famous bisexuals, constantly mislabeled. We don't know exactly what word he would use to describe his sexuality. A lot of people call him gay, but he did date women. Uh, people also think he was white, and he wasn't, so like, mm. Freddie Mercury? <laughs> yeah, Freddie <Hey>. Mercury. <laughs> yeah, I called him a monarch. 
I is know. the panda's queen. I know. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my best quiz, kids. <laughs> See, like, I knew Frederick Mercury was going to be a question at some point, and then you said musical monarch. I'm like, there he is. Well, look, as, as a... Um... As a team, y'all got four of five. Hey, and there we go. I should have learned from our live show where we did hear queer there and everywhere, and I had the question about Walk on the Wild Side that nobody knows that much about Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't learn. <laughs> Listen, it is it is our responsibility as queer educators to let as many people know about Lou Reed as possible, even if that involves us forgetting about Lou Reed. <laughs> Namely me, forgetting about Lou Reed. Now that's fine. Now I know. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, is anything you want to plug? Like your band? Want to toss out the name one more time so people can give you a listen? Um, yeah. I mean, my band is called Loyalty to Me. Um, you can check us out. We have four songs out right now. Um, they're on Spotify and nice. Apple Music and Bandcamp and all that. We got a Facebook and Instagram. It's at Loyalty to Me underscore. Um, but really, thank you just for having me on to talk about all this stuff, because I don't get to talk about all this that much, and, um, it's been cool. I'm excited to, uh, show people, and, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun, and it's been good to open up, so thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. Squeaky chair. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to plug your stuff? Ah, yes. If you want to tweet at me any song by Lou Reed that isn't Walk on the Wild Side, because that's the one. They know about Walk on the Wild Side. That's the one I know. Everyone, don't worry. If you want to tweet recommendations of literally any other Lou Reed or Velvet Underground song, you can find me on Twitter at underscore glittergoblin underscore. I link to my other social medias there. And you can find my gay agenda on iTunes while you're there. Why not? Give us a rating and subscribe. And just go ahead and just put that link in a Word document that you then send as an attachment via email to your (laughs) grandmother. Um, You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is GayAgendaCast. And you can find us on Patreon, much like Rachel Bonanza Higgins did, (laughs) um, who has indebted me with crediting her with a new nickname, Every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Patreon helps us improve um, the podcast and create more content. I am recording currently on a new microphone I bought. Yay! I don't have to keep borrowing my partner's microphone anymore. I've got my own. Yeah! (laughs) Thank you, Patreon. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is a great thing, y'all. This is a great thing y'all are doing. Um, Thank you, really, just for doing this. Um, even beyond just having me on, it's, I mean, I, I went back and listened to some of the stuff you've done in the past and it was just awesome. I mean, when you, when I got that email back from you guys, I was so excited because it, it's really a, an awesome thing y'all are doing. So thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. you. Uh, Jen, you want to sign us off? Oh, okay. <laughs> Until next time, put this in your gay agenda, fight the power, love yourself. Find some words that are cozy for you. Or a sweater. Yeah. Or both. Yes. Maybe a Knit sweater. a cozy word into a sweater. <gasps> I want a That's sweater a that just says bye on it. <laughs> All right. I gotta go and look that up. Bye, everyone.
Bye. Everyone. Oh my god. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist.